Welcome to Dare, Share, Create, the podcast. Conversations, concepts, and insights from people who have dared to go after their dreams, who share their gifts with the world, and who create the life that they want. I'm your host, Elizabeth Valentine, voiceover artist, singer, speaker, and coach. This podcast aims to free you from whatever's holding you back, spark transformation, and is designed to give you the courage, inspiration, permission, and tools to live your best, most inspired and fulfilled life so you can make the biggest positive impact in the world. Now, on to today's conversation. So hello and welcome to another solo episode of Dare, Share, Create the Podcast. I hope you are doing well. I've had to take a little time off because I got hit by a bit of a summer flu or bug. I guess my body's way of telling me that I needed to slow down a little bit. So that's what I've done. And yes, I was tested loads, uh, but it was just a summer flu, which of course still exists. It seems like we've just kind of forgotten about that. So that's why my voice might sound a little bit hoarse still. But anyway, I hope you are doing well. Today, I want to talk about criticism. Because if you are someone who's going after your dreams, sharing your gifts with the world and creating the life that you want, which I'm guessing you are since you're listening to this, I think you can expect some criticism. And some of it might come from the people closest to you. As you know, if you've listened for a while, you will have found out that I'm a bit of a recovering perfectionist. Some days I'm a full-blown perfectionist and other days I am recovering. And being a perfectionist obviously means being slightly terrified of criticism. But I've learned or am learning who to take criticism from and who to simply ignore or set very firm boundaries with. And who to take criticism from is really what I want to talk about today so that you're armed with a way of knowing how to discern who you should listen to and who you shouldn't so that all the naysayers that really have no business in your business, you can just ignore them. I remember when I was around, probably around 21, an aunt, very sort of helpfully in her mind, I'm sure, asked me when I was going to give up music and get an education. You know, as if by 21, I'm in danger of being over the hill or it's too late for me. Um You know, I was 21, living in London, working in an art house cinema, not earning very much money, but I was surviving and I was kind of living, you know, a fabulous life, being in an electro pop band, living out my dreams, chasing record companies, doing dance rehearsals and performing in Soho on the weekends and, quite frankly, doing a lot of partying. You know, I was working really hard, but also living a great life. And this aunt clearly thought I was making a mistake. She told me, you must put an expiration date on your dream. And I was just like, what? And I remember, you know, probably being full of youthful conviction, or some would perhaps call it ignorance or arrogance, saying, but listen, you never know how close you are to making your dreams come true. And what if your big breakthrough comes the day after the expiration date that you've set that really you've just set because of what? What parameters have you set this expiration date on? Is that just something you've conjured out of blue air? I don't know what that saying is. You know, where have you pulled this expiration date from? 
Ultimately, she came from a good place of, of course, wanting to protect me from disappointment and all the traps of the dangerous, immoral entertainment industry. But looking at it, you know, from a, let's take a step back, she had zero qualifying expertise to be able to give me any advice at all regarding my career or my dream. And this is what you often find. People are going to give you all sorts of advice who have no business giving you advice, unless you ask for it, of course. But if someone doesn't have what you want or have any knowledge in your field, and by field, it's not necessarily your specific niche, but have the field of some sort of a business success or general business knowledge, if they are not living their best, most inspired life, then you should carefully examine whether or not their opinion is one you should listen to. And that's all advice is, really, isn't it? It's just opinions. What the people do who doesn't have the expertise to be able to give you impartial advice is actually often just projecting their own limiting beliefs, frustrations and fears onto you. And that just sucks. I remember when I decided to leave my flat share and move into a one-bedroom flat on my own, everybody kept telling me that, oh, it's too expensive to live on your own in London. It's too expensive. Oh, and I must think about the fact that I now have to pay all the bills on my own. And that's what really drives up the cost, etc., etc., etc. And you know what? I fell into the trap. I fell into the trap of living in this story for a good couple of months when I was looking for flats. This story of, it's just too expensive for someone like me. And the stories we tell ourselves become our reality. So this was my reality until a couple of things happened. I changed some of my own behaviors and then I had two conversations that really shifted my mindset. So my own behaviors, I told people when they came to me with their well-meaning, but quite frankly, useless or detrimental opinions, that I have to believe that it's possible. So I don't want to engage with this narrative anymore. And I also stopped talking to certain people about it completely because they were never going to be able to get on board with my vision. And that's not a criticism of them. It's just a fact. And for me to commit myself to the vision of my dream life, I didn't need people sowing seeds of fear and doubt in my mind. I needed people who can say, even if they didn't believe in it, hey, that's awesome. Good luck. I hope that works out for you. And of course, if you see someone making some very ill-advised, dangerous decisions, of course you can step in and ask some qualifying questions and go, hey, you know, what are you doing? And I would want my friends to do the same to me. If you see me, you know, off on some sort of crazy trajectory, yeah, of course, then you should go, hey, what are you doing, mate? And that's just a slightly different situation. <clears throat> So back to this flat thing. The other thing that happened was I had some conversations. One of my friends, Josephine, who herself is a self-employed creative person, had gone from flat sharing to living on her own. And she told me, hey, you are just used to a certain set of figures leaving your bank account every month. And once they change, you will get used to the new set of figures and you'll be fine. And I was like, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about it like this. And then I spoke to my friend Marie Brock from episode eight of this podcast, who said, you just need to ask for a flat that you feel comfortable paying for. So after having looked for flats for about five or six months, not finding anything, 
I did this vision-making meditation, and afterwards I wrote down exactly what I wanted. And then I committed myself to that vision. This is what I wrote down. I have a beautiful light apartment with wooden floors, a gorgeous new bathroom, a lovely patio or other outside space, a lovely energy where I can feel calm, safe, inspired, home. A place for fun and love and spiritual growth. A place that I can invite my friends to in an area where I feel safe and can enjoy my morning walks in. A place with a feeling of space surrounding me. Somewhere that is in alignment with my current and future success. And this is the bit. A place I feel comfortable paying for each month. And I know it will come at the perfect moment in time for me. This or something better. Thank you. I trust that the universe has my back and when the right opportunity arises, I will know without a doubt that it's right for me. Two days later, I viewed my flat and moved in a month and a half later. And it is everything I wished for. If you follow me on Instagram, you have seen loads of pictures of my flat. And um, it is literally wooden floors. It is light. I have a beautiful balcony. I feel safe in the area. I've certainly grown a lot in the time that I've lived here. And of course, it came with some trepidation, as all new things do. And not once have I worried about the money, even though it is arguably a lot of money to pay in rent. But if I had kept listening to the naysayers, I would have probably done the sensible thing and either stayed in my old flat share that wasn't making me happy anymore. It had been a wonderful, beautiful place and I was sharing it with lovely people, but it was so out of alignment with the growth that I had had in that place. Or I might have found a different flat share, but that wasn't what my heart longed for. And it's the same with your dreams. If someone says they're impossible, is that the actual truth? Or is the truth just that your dreams feel impossible to them? And that they wouldn't be happy paying the price it takes to achieve it? Because, of course, there is always a price to pay. The other thing I wanted to mention about criticism is a saying that's very much being used in sort of various entrepreneur forums and on inspirational quotes. And I think there is something in it. And it's this. You will never be criticized by someone doing more than you. Now, of course, unless you're really screwing up things and making a big spectacle of something that would cause someone higher up to pay attention... I think this is mostly true that the people with the most negative opinions and criticisms are the people who haven't achieved as much as you, who are sitting with all their own sour grapes because they didn't go for their dreams. And this might sound a bit harsh, but I think it might be true. And let's be honest, it's so much easier criticizing someone who's actually doing something, you know, taking action, going after their dreams, sharing their gifts and creating the life that they want. And yeah, they're going to fuck up. I mean, we all make mistakes. But isn't it so much easier sitting from your comfortable place in the sofa, not doing anything, and just criticizing other people who are doing something? It's so much easier than actually doing something yourself. So the next time someone comes and has something to say about how you live your life, I want you to ask these qualifying questions before you decide whether their opinion 
is valid or not. 1. What is their motivation for saying what they're saying? 2. Do they have the necessary expertise to comment on what I'm doing? 3. Do they even have what I want? 4. Are they happy with where they're at in their own life, relationship or career? 5. Do they truly have my best interest at heart? And 6. Regardless of their opinion, can I look at myself and go, I'm still doing the right thing? And 7. Of course, examine, do they have a point? Is there a blind spot? Is there something I haven't seen? Ah, okay, maybe there is something in there. And the final thing to just bear in mind, if this criticism upsets you in some way, is just to look at, okay, what button is it pressing in me? Why is this upsetting me? Is there a grain of truth in what they're saying that I need to take on board? Or is this just playing into my insecurities, my perfectionism issues, or any old wounds I perhaps haven't looked at and healed? One of my former business mentors told a story that kind of always sticks with me, and it's this. So you're living on a street where all the houses more or less look the same. They're a bit run down. The lawn in front are unkempt and full of weeds. The fence is sloping and half fallen down at the bottom of the garden. The paint is chipped and there's rubbish out front. Then you decide to start improving your house. You mow the lawn, fix the fence, paint the house, tidy up. You spend time, money and energy improving it. Unfortunately for your neighbour, their house now looks even worse in comparison. And they have two choices. Either they can spend the time, money and energy fixing up theirs... Or they blow up yours. What's the easier option if we are totally honest? It is so much easier tearing someone else down, criticizing someone else down, belittling someone, than it is to look at yourself and do the hard work. And then you get to choose what person do you want to be? What person do you want to be? I love that song, Cheerleader. Um, apparently the artist wrote it about his girlfriend who kept cheering him on and encouraging him to follow his dreams, even though it took longer than anticipated to have his breakthrough as an artist. Those are the people we want to surround ourselves with, a bunch of cheerleaders who are going to encourage you and support you, not blindly, of course, but people are going to cheer you on whilst they're doing their own work on themselves and their dreams. But I mean, that's just my opinion. You can ask the questions above and see if my opinion is valid to you. That's it for today. I hope, <clears throat> excuse me, I hope you have a beautiful week. Look after yourself. I just had a thought. Would you like me to make a guided vision making meditation for you all, like the one I used when I was conjuring up this beautiful flat I live in now. Let me know. Either send me an email on elizabeth at elizabethvalentine.com or send me a message on Instagram at elizabethvalentine underscore. Just remember, as always, Elizabeth is with an S. So that's it for today. Till next time, keep daring, keep sharing and keep creating. Bye.